I mean, how could Greg do this to you? I haven't told you the worst part. Greg may not have been the one who gave it to me. What? Forget what? Who? Dr. Spencer. Been all up in my business, Dr. Spencer? <laughs> Tony, how could you let this happen? Don't yell at me! I already feel bad enough. I'm in hell. Oh, just because you're burning does not mean you in hell. <laughs> Episode of Oh Hell Yes, a Girlfriends podcast. This episode was hot. Yes, it, it was. was. It was burning hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, this is Nettie. And this is Etsy. And we're going to talk today about the Girlfriends episode titled The Burning Vagina Monologues. That's right. That's the full title. Um, <laughs> this episode was actually pretty interesting. Uh, it got a little juicy. Mm-hmm. It got a little juicy. And I uh, can't wait to talk about it. Um, first, we're going to talk about tweets from the streets about the previous episode, A Kiss Before Lying. And I found some uh, stuff that kind of went along with what we were saying and some stuff that kind of went against it, which kind of made me think. Uh, so we're going to start with my Cherise Amour. She says, Joan was willing to lose her man over a restaurant and Davis. Like, granted, Sean can't tell her what to do, but he's expressing how he feels about something and you can't consider it at all? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, Joan's still a grown woman and right. Sean telling her that she can't go somewhere kind of sounds like a parent. And he gonna tell her that and then this episode, child, we'll get to it. Yeah, we got some... She's going to be going there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, thank you for that, uh, my Cherise Amour. And next we have Ms. Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay, I Um, see you. (laughs) So uh, this is the quote from Sean from the previous episode. You've screwed up every relationship you've ever had. You sure you want to screw up another one? And uh, that was Shanta Joan. And she says, this is why you don't tell men about all the shit you've been through with other men. Yep. See, that goes along with what you said. Mm-hmm. But she didn't know he was going to use that against her. I mean, we bear our souls to our, our partners all the time. How do we know not what to tell? I mean, I think just generally speaking, even if they don't say it, they're going to be thinking it. And it's going to be something that they're going to want to use against you once y'all get into an argument or y'all break up or anything like that. I'm not saying you got to be secretive, but Joan seems like the girl that talks too much in every situation. So, yeah. Hmm, I'm on the fence with that one. I don't know. <laughs> Because when you're in a relationship, you want to tell everything and you want to be honest. Uh, but I guess if you got a guy that's, uh, was it, messy and petty, it could come back and bite you. So <laughs> got to walk that fine line. Definitely. And lastly, IYS Cold says, I know I'm thinking too deep into the show, girlfriends, but the men on the show are absolute trash. Joan's boyfriend, Sean, is basura. Maya's husband, Darnell, is childish, especially for that shit he pulled about having sex with her again. Mm -hmm. They act like literal children. They do. Even Greg. Greg acts like a child, too. Greg definitely acts like a child. It's like they're just throwing these girls trash men. 
Mm-hmm. Waste men. They're very needy, too. Darnell's very needy. Extremely. In that previous episode. Well, like, nigga, who like be cheating? Like. Right? <laughs> Come on now. So this episode, uh, the Burning Vagina Monologues, originally aired April 30th, 2001. It was written in a collaborative effort uh, by Judy Dent, Michelle Marburger, and Kevin Marburger. Uh, they all worked on portions of it, either the teleplay and or the story. So this took a few people to, to, to get nice and tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a good episode. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Etsy, give me that cold open. Yeah, so Joan and Sean are sitting on the patio and they're under the stars. And, you know, they're having a nice romantic time. They have the big cuddly blanket, which I don't know. That blanket seemed a little thick for L.A., but it'd be chilly in L.A. at night. So whatever. It do at nighttime. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. And then Sean goes, well, he knows an architect that built a shed under the stars so that him and his wife can always say I love some corny yeah, shit. Yeah, so they can always see the stars. <laughs> Some corny shit. And then um, Joan thinks that Sean is going to say I love you. So she breaks the fourth wall again. And then she's like, this is it. He's finally going to say those three little words that I have been dying to hear. Yeah, because he looks into her eyes. Mm -hmm. Like he goes, Joan, and he looks into her eyes and he caresses her face. Yeah, and it's very leading up to something very anticlimactic. And then he just goes, I think it's time for Sports Center." (laughs) and then he kisses her and he runs off Mm -hmm. come on Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) yeah and (laughs) great that sounded wonderful sean is like okay so i know sports center sports center is on all night i like you don't have to run off and leave your date like this it's on all night. It, it replays on and on. Oh, that's so, good to know. Because I don't know a damn so, thing about sports. Fuck center. you, Sean. <laughs> fuck you. But that's the um. That's basically our. I guess it. It's our A story. But I don't think that's the most important situation going on in this episode. But mm-hmm. that's our A story, and that's um. Joan wants Sean to say I love you. <laughs> it's. It gets really comedic and slapsticky uh, later on in the episode. <laughs> But we start off at the law firm and all four girls are there eating lunch on Joan's desk as if it's a sleepover or something. Oh, that's the hangout, the cafeteria. How do y'all all have time to do that, too? Like, nobody... Well, we know Lynn ain't doing shit. And Maya works there. Okay, well, I guess Tony's the one that would need to um, figure out her schedule. Tony's to eating lunch. There. She meeting the girls for lunch. That's convenient. That's really convenient. Um, Very. But yeah, they're all eating lunch. And Joan's talking to them about how Sean won't say I love you. And she feels like it's a good time. I mean, they've been together for four months. And she's recapping the date and everything. And Lynn's like, wait, um, why does why does he have to be the first to say it? You can say it first if you love him. Just tell him. Mm-mm. And she says she doesn't want to be the first to say it. <laughs> she just wants to say I love you, too. That's the only word she wants to say back to him. She doesn't want to start it off. Um Joan has a lot of weird rules. <laughs> it's, um... I mean, it, I get it. I get it. It's something where it's like, why well, I gotta say it? Like... <laughs> but... 
<laughs> Honestly, if she would have said it to him, there'd be no episode. Right. It would have just, it would have cleared up every situation. It wouldn't have been that big a deal. She would have gotten what she wanted to know sooner. Because we find out that he's loved her this whole time. And he didn't see, he's always known mm-hmm. that he loved her. Well, in this whole situation. So, whatever. But Tony says a woman should never say it first because then she gives up all the power. I've heard that point be made before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, proposing to a man. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not even about, like, power. Or maybe for some people it is. I feel like it's some shit where it's like, if a man loves you, he's going to say he loves you. If a man wants to marry you, he's going to propose to you. Like, it just almost makes you look thirsty. Yeah, and you want to make sure that he's in and willing to... You don't want to push him into something he doesn't want to be in because that's when he's going to jump ship. Mm-hmm. So... You want him to propose to make sure that he's really in it to win it. Um, I mean, listeners, if you've ever proposed to a man, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Child, I will kill Christ one by one before I ever propose to a nigga. (laughs) Okay. Next thing you know. I was listening to this podcast the other day and some girl said, yo, I will sweep the Sahara. (laughs) Before I propose to a man, I will mop the bottom of the ocean before I propose to. Yo. Pick the yellow Skittles out one by one before I ever. Because it's something where it's like, okay, what if y'all arguing and then y'all married and then he's like, I didn't even want to get married to you anyway. You proposed to me. No, 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 no. That would definitely cut. That would really cut. You would look like a whole ass clown if he said that to you. Bozo. (laughs) And uh, she says, you know, men are not as expressive as women. And Maya says, you know, she knew Darnell loved her when he first handed her the remote and said, baby, you choose. Okay. 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 (laughs) All right. Jones says, uh, well, if I know he's the one, shouldn't Sean know that I'm the one? Mm. yeah that's what I'm talking about they mentioned that Tony uh, learned about love advice from a book called Art of War I didn't care enough to look it up so um, (laughs) she can't go into detail though because she has to go she has to head out and Maya's like are you going to have lunch with Greg and Tony's like yeah something like that something like that Mm. so we can possibly well actually most likely infer that she's going to go see Clay Spencer Mm -hmm. because she always, she seemed kind of embarrassed to tell them what she was doing, but we know. We know. We know. And the girls guess that, or Lynn says that she's probably going to go pick up Greg from a bus stop and doesn't want us to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're wrong because next, Tony is over at Clay Spencer's house. And they stand around talking about the architecture of the house because, you know, Tony's a realtor and she loves it. And she's admiring it. She says, very artistic. What is this? Pierre Koenig, 1956. And he's like, wow, you really do know your architects. So I looked up Pierre Koenig. Mm -hmm. And his houses are pretty lit. They're very boxed and flat. They're shaped like rectangles. There's no, like, roof that is, look like a, like a, it doesn't look like a triangle. Mm. No. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. It's all flat. Interesting. All flat, square. It's really, really interesting. And she's like, you know, I should know about that architect. I sold four of his houses. Okay. And I know what they cost. So good for you. Of course. (laughs) He's a multi-million dollar 
doctor. <laughs> so then she walks around the house and she sees Greg's artwork on the wall. And it's kind of weird that he actually put it up. I think that was weird that he actually put it up in his house because... I mean, the amount of money he spent on it, I would, right? I don't think it Is even fits in his... Six K. I don't think it's chump change necessarily. I don't think he got that much of bread, but it's like a oh okay. Maybe like two hundred to us, something like that. Okay. Okay. Well his reasoning for having the artwork in the first place is not rooted in truth. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he has it up on his wall is like you had to know that Tony was showing up that day to impress her. Mm-hmm. You know? You're not going to just have it on your wall just so you can look at it and no one else can. You you had to have it so that Tony could see that it's on your wall. But we know that Tony spends a lot of time there. So, of course, mm-hmm. that's probably why he has it up. And Tony says it's upside down, that he hung it upside down. <laughs> that nigga don't give a fuck. He said, yeah, damn. I was asking for something. <laughs> she's like, he's like, nah, I don't have it upside down. She's like, I think I would know. He's like, ah, that's right. Your ex-boyfriend is the artist. X, aren't you being a bit presumptuous? Well, the facts speak for themselves. I am getting all your free time. What are you, my palm pilot? <laughs> Tony, I can't control you. You've made it more than clear that you are a woman who does whatever she wants. I just assume that since you're with me every day, I'm what you want. Oh, okay. That's persuasive, you know? That would make me think. That yeah. would definitely make me think. Not a lie, I was told. Actually... Walking in your house actually would make me think. <laughs> see, seeing all your fancy shit around your your house would make me think. Definitely make me think. <laughs> yeah, especially when like Greg, Greg versus this doctor. Are you serious? What's the point? That's a waste What's of the time. Point? That's a joke. You're supporting this dude. You gotta feed this nigga. Child's play. <laughs> like that's what I call it. Oh man, but they start making out on the couch. And then we move on to the next scene. And Joan's in the office. She's about to drop the L-bomb to who we think is Sean. We've been together for four months now, and I want you to know how I feel. Every morning, I wake up smiling because you're in my world. I guess what I'm saying is I love you, Sean. (laughs) It's so corny. (laughs) It's terrible. You're my world. I guess what I'm saying is... I love you, Sean. Mm. And they cut over, and it's William. <laughs> and she's testing out her pitch, and he's like, and she's like, "So, uh, how was it? What's wrong?" He's like, "Well, nothing. If you're auditioning for all my children." Mm. And she's like, "Well, what do you suggest?" So, what does he suggest to her? He suggests to her to put some olive juice on the table, and he says, "Put it on the table." And then mumble olive juice because it kind of sounds like I love you. And then she goes, okay, then what's next? And then he goes, well, if he thinks it's I love you, he's going to say I love you back. But if he doesn't hear you, you can just say, oh, olive juice. I forgot to put that back in the fridge. Child, William is so dumb. I heard that before, though. Yeah, I've heard olive juice, but not like saying it, mumbling it. I think if you mouth it to somebody without sound, it looks, if you read someone's lips, it looks like I love you. Oh, wow, it does. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, I've never heard someone mumble it like olive juice. How he did it to, to, to Tony later on in the episode. Olive, yeah, it's weird. 
But uh, Maya's back in the office. I totally forgot that she was out of the office as long as she was. Mm -hmm. But she's back working. And she's working past her time. And Joan's like, yo, go home. Like, go home to your husband. Are you, You're not avoiding him, are you, anymore? And she's like, oh, no, I'm not avoiding him. I'm still taking his calls. But uh, she said, you know, it's just a little too soon to go back to my husband after surgery. So, dang. He done made her not want to come home. Mm-hmm. She avoiding his ass. Mm-hmm. He's like a rabid dog. Like, why would you ever? I would stay at work as long as possible, too. A clown. So sad. Wait, he's asleep. Mm-hmm. Get home. You don't got to deal with him. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have time to be lectured about staying late at work because she has to clean up the mess that the temp left. They're talking about the temp that was there when Maya was gone. And her name is Emily. Mm-hmm. And they loved Emily. She was amazing. They were. Uh-huh. Emily was bringing brownies and cookies and shit. Feeding niggas. And honey. Homemade honey. Mm. She's a beekeeper. With bee-stinged hands, they said. Oh, that's right. She was trying to steal Maya's job. That's why she's trying to butter up William and, and Joan. Mm-hmm. But William's like, listen, if there's any other medical conditions that you have that you may need time off work, let me know because Emily was great. <laughs> and then Maya's like, oh, well, let me tell you about your beekeeping bitch. <laughs> I love that line. Fun. No. You can have Emily. No. But let me tell you about your beekeeping bitch, okay? <laughs> She filed the Logan deposition under F for file. In fact, she filed all the files under F for file. And she put some butt-ugly, buck-tooth kid on my screensaver, and I can't get him off of there. Why'd she do that? That's ridiculous. And how do you know, how did no one catch that before she left? Why was that left for Maya? I'm saying, I don't know. So Maya's not feeling this this Emily chick. And she said she put some little ugly buck-tooth kid on her screensaver, and she can't get it off the computer, so... (laughs) And Joan's like, oh, my God, that's her grandson, Chip. She's working to fix his overbite. And Maya doesn't believe that. She starts to shame temps in general. Okay, let me give you the lowdown on the temp world, okay? They are nothing but a pack of savage dogs desperate for health insurance. And I should know, remember, Joan? You hired me as a temp. And Maya scared off the other assistant. Mm. Dropped him off at the Greyhound station. She says some people just can't handle violence in the big city trying to think what happened <laughs> what'd she do i don't know what did that person witness did she have him set up with something like i don't know <laughs> you know i don't put it past maya maya's maya's crafty oh figure it out so after that we are at tony's apartment and she comes home from cheating with dr clay spencer and walks in the bedroom and there's a romantic scene what's going on with uh her bedroom here Ooh, Greg done put rose petals all up on the bed and all down on the floor. And then she walks in and then he done got a new duvet or something. Mm, a real expensive that $6, one. Came in. That's six K. He was out here dropping racks on racks on racks. <laughs> and then she goes, You can't afford it, Greg. And then Greg goes, No, you know, I used the money from my artwork and I messed up the other one with paint, so I thought Aww, it was only right. And I'm like, okay, that's this king gonna last forever, chill. Keep that in mind. Yeah, it's not. It's not, but that was such a, oh, that warmed my heart when he said that. He's like, well, I got paint on your other one. Because I thought for sure he would never, ever be able to buy her another one. Mm -hmm. Like, I never foresaw that happening. So for him to just think of her and be like, yo, like, I bought you another one. It's Belgian. 
You know, it ain't it ain't, you know, from Italy like the other one, but it's Belgian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got paint on your other one, so I thought it was only right that I hook you up with a new one and replace it. Mm-hmm. I thought, damn. Still international. That's you awesome. Know. Yeah. But he wants to get it on. Mm-hmm. And she's not, she's like, oh, uh, I'm kind of tired. Like, I'm feeling kind of icky. I smell like smog and shit, a.k.a. Dr. Spencer's junk. Mm-hmm. So, so she stinks. Um, he like, nah, I don't care about the funk. I love the funk on you. I'm like, ooh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, when is that ever good? <laughs> when is, was that a thing? And she's like, he's like, I like when you smell all funky. She's like, what? Funky? Who are you calling funky? <laughs> You've hurt my feelings. Just get out. Funky? And she uses that to get all fake offended to try to kick him out of the house. And he doesn't take the bait, of course. <laughs> and he starts to kiss her. And she looks very reluctant. Now she tries to get away to shower. He pulls her back. Mm-hmm. He starts to kiss her. She doesn't look like she's into it. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks looks a certain way. It's a little forced. It looks kind of. It looks like he's forcing himself on her. <laughs> I'm just saying, it kind of triggered me. I know I watch a lot of SVU and everything, but right, I'm like nigga, you watching not. SVU all day? But still, I know they might have warped my brain. But when I saw her try to get away, he pulled her back. Mm-hmm. She kept saying no. He kept going for her. like, mm. And then he starts to kiss her on her neck and stuff. And she looks totally like, no, I don't want this. But I'm going to go through with it because he keeps begging me. Mm. But then again, she does have a reason to go through with it because she doesn't want to suspect, uh, ha- him to suspect that, you know, she's something's cheating. wrong. Because, she, yeah, she's cheating. So it just kind of triggered me a little bit. Like, oh, shit. Like looks kind of rapey <laughs> a little bit of coercion Co- coercion a little bit oh, something something but he talks her into it and she decides to to give him some so she do- he doesn't get suspicious and so sean and joan are at the house they're eating and sean says hey joan there's something i've been needing to tell you but uh, i haven't figured out how to say it yet and Joan puts down like her plate and like she's fixing her shirt. She's like, okay. She thinks he's gonna say, I love you. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't know how to say this. And she goes, just just say it. Just say and he's it. like, okay, here goes. And he starts and he's like, well. And Joan says, me too. And he's like, what? And she's like, what? And he's like, well, the actual news is. Sean got a job offer in New York. For six months. Yes, six months over in our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. It's a good position, apparently. It's a really good job. It could help his, his career in the future. Well, after six months, I can transfer to the L.A. office. And I was like, oh, cool. Now you can be with Davis. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. I don't know. Yeah, now you can go to 847. Hell yeah. She can go there anytime. Now mm-hmm. what? Ain't no FaceTime. And eat your crab cakes. <laughs> What's she gonna do? Drop her pen? Shit, nah. He says it's not like we're never gonna see each other. You know, there's always phone sex. And if we want to get hip, there's cyber sex. Mm. And she says, I already have problems checking my email. <laughs> wow, this is early 2000s. Early 2000s, child. You can't even check your email. Lord. Okay. Damn. She says she wants real sex and she wants more moments on the patio under the stars. And he says, well, the stars aren't going anywhere. 
I like that line. But he is. The stars aren't going anyway, anywhere. Yeah, that is true. He is going somewhere. So I guess I don't like that line as much. <laughs> it's only going to be a few months, though. It's going to be six. Well, I guess not a few months, but six months, half a year. That's a long time. Yeah, man. I mean, even in a panty, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all are not married. There's no, like, yeah, that's a long time. Y'all haven't even said I love you yet, apparently. Uh-huh. You don't even know what you are to this dude. Like, that's longer than your whole relationship. Y'all only dating for four and months. And he's still going to meetings, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, what's she finna do out there in, in New York? He about to fuck mad months? bitches. He about to come back with, <laughs> with it being 400 instead of 300. She know what time it is. <laughs> oh my God, it's so fucked up. <laughs> I just want her to be happy. I just want people to treat her nice. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, why wouldn't he? Like... There's no Joan there Girl. to satiate him. Phone sex, really? Cyber sex, really? Come on. And the amount of That's finesse you could do back then when you want to cheat? Oh, it's so much. It was so much easier. You couldn't. It wasn't like you could be tracked. No Instagram. Now you, your boyfriend be like, "Yo, yo, let, drop your pen. Oh yeah, let put your location on." Out. Now what you do is you do that surprise Facetime mm. when they least expect it, <laughs> and then they don't answer. it. They don't answer, but they, they don't turn the camera on. I like, oh, why you won't turn the camera on? Because I look a mess. That's why. No, nah, I don't care. I don't care. Turn the camera on. <laughs> but he's like, we can pick up where we left off. And she says, well, exactly where are we leaving off? He doesn't have a concrete answer. He just says, oh, we're in a good place. Mm. She's like, well, you don't have anything else to say? Nothing else to tell me? And he's like, mm, they're giving me a really nice per diem. Mm. I want to know what the per diem was. Yeah. I want to know That's what that very was. interesting. He'll be eating mm. his ass off. Eating, paying for paying for hoes? Oh, mm-hmm. let me stop. Excuse me. <laughs> He'll be paying for sex workers and all that. Like, yeah, they're going to enjoy that money. She's like, That's it? And he's like, Well. Wait a minute. I know what this is about. Hey, honey, I love your. What do you call this again? <laughs> Hair crisp. Love it. And he couldn't even say, I love you in that moment, but I mean. He didn't need to say I love you in that moment. That was just a weird moment to say it. What the hell are pear crisps? Some white food. I don't know. Never had it. Sounds like breakfast. Yeah, like... Or maybe dessert. I don't know. Anyway, she invites the girls over and she tells them what's going on. Maya says, don't worry. You've been without sex longer than six months. You should be used to closing down shop. (laughs) Mm. And Joan says, you're the one with the gone fishing sign on your... Okay, pause why are we shaming maya's situation right now like i don't know like you know maya just got out of surgery like that's a little far but maya takes it in stride and she's cool with it i guess (laughs) and lynn repeats the advice that she said early in the episode why don't you just say i love you first Mm -hmm. tell him how you feel if he loves you great if he does it Mm -hmm. burn some of his stuff exhale and move on sounds like a plan to me Mm -hmm. wait into exhale reference i'm here for it Hell yeah. Shout out to Angela Bassett. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all of them. But I was just, I was watching 911 earlier. Um, I watched that show too. That. Are you caught up? No, not yet. What season are you on? Um, Mid season three. Psh, talk to me when you catch up. <laughs> um, yeah, that show's lit. But Tony makes it all about her. And she starts to kind of get very serious in the moment where everyone's kind of like jokey and kind of jovial. Joan, it'll be okay. Anyone can see how much Sean cares about you. It's just, it can be really hard telling somebody something important. 
Especially when you love them. And Maya, Maya just totally freaks out. She's like, what? Hold up. <laughs> this is Joan's problem and you're crying? I mean, is that, is that sympathy? You know, I need to get home to my husband and my child because obviously this is Armageddon. And that's when uh, Tony drops a bomb. What's, what's, uh, what's going on in Tony's heart? Tony said, girl, I got the clap. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. She got the clap. At least she don't got the monster. What's the monster? Girl, HIV. Oh, that's the bug. That ain't the monster? What's the monster? I never heard it referred to as the monster. I heard it as the bug. They said that a lot on the wire. They call it the bug. And they said that on SVU. How that's going to be the bug? That need to be the monster. The one that's going... I've never heard anything referred to as... (laughs) (laughs) They call it the bug. Uh, (laughs) Urban Dictionary. uh, Yeah, check it out. I don't know. But yeah, listeners, you ever heard the monster? I've never heard that for anything. Hmm. Except for like freaking the Red Sox stadium, the the green monster in the outfield, (laughs) the wall. That's all I've ever heard. I've never heard of a... uh, STDs. So the community In reference to STDs, isn't the clap gonorrhea? It's gonorrhea? That's what niggas yeah, is talking about? I looked about? it up for this episode. When they be like, I thought it was the clap too, and then I Googled the clap, and it said gonorrhea. Well, I must be. The clap STD. <laughs> yeah, the clap gonorrhea. That's the first thing that comes up when I put the clap STD. Put the monster STD. What they say? Oh, yeah, let me check that. It does say AIDS. Oh, it's AIDS, not HIV. It's AIDS. Okay. Okay, so the bug is, is, the bug is HIV. The monster is AIDS. Okay. Okay. I'm fucking with that. So the bug and the monster is related. I'm glad we we cleared it up. (laughs) But you know what's not clearing up? (laughs) Tony's Tony's (laughs) clearing up. I'm sorry if this is not appropriate to laugh at, but it's a sitcom. We're we (laughs) we sympathize with what is going on with her, but they were laughing too in the scene. Right. Wasn't Maya laughing? She really was. was Dude. She was he, Joan he, was he, trying ha, ha. so hard to hold it in. <laughs> Jones, you could tell the actors were trying to hold it in too. They were just like, ooh, Maya gets up real quick when she announces that she has chlamydia. And she's like, girl, my immune system is compromised. <laughs> you know, I just got out of the hospital. <laughs> she ain't lying. And Lynn says, listen, Maya, like, you can only get it from having sex. <laughs> And Lynn starts to be, like, the voice of reason. I love when Lynn gets serious when it comes to, like, stuff like this. And she's like... You're lucky it's just chlamydia. And one week of antibiotics and you're cured. True. That's totally Lynn's wheelhouse Mm -hmm. for some reason or or another. She's even thinking about giving the girls pop quizzes from now on because (laughs) she's told them about safe sex many times. And when she finished Sean... Oh, she gave him the ether... (laughs) <laughs> the ether. Um, but Joan's like, listen, I, I can't believe Greg did this to you. Tony says, I don't know. It might have been Dr. Spencer. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. The doctor? Yes, the doctor. You'd be surprised how many people are in medical fields and still be out here reckless. Like, <laughs> they will know about the topic from front to back and still not give a fuck. Yo, it's just like when you go to a, any hospital and you see doctors smoking on their smoke break mm-hmm. in their scrubs. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, they talk about it. They preach about it. But they don't live it. They don't live it. Mm-hmm. But Maya's like, wait, wait. 
been all up in my business, Dr. Spencer? <laughs> yeah. That one. He was all up in your business mm-hmm. with the chlamydia. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah. they know how to compartmentalize Maya. That don't mean he ain't do a good job. Yeah, as long as his hands were clean, he wasn't trying to give you surgery with his balls. Like, mm-hmm. he was using his hands, right? So, you know, at least he keeps his hands clean. <laughs> So they all start yelling at Tony. She's like, wait, I already feel bad enough. I'm in hell. And Maya says, says, girl, just because you're burned doesn't mean you're in hell. (laughs) I saw that joke coming a mile away. That was, Mm -hmm. that was clever. (laughs) Yeah, that was like, um, I'm just like, Tony, why you fucking niggas without protection? Like, well, she explains it, which isn't a good explanation. Her explanation is terrible. She mentions that, well, her and her boyfriend, which is normal, stopped using condoms a while back. And she thought, well, Dr. Spencer is a doctor. So, I mean, he's clean. <laughs> She's too old to be thinking that way, though. Way, She's way. too old to think of that way, Tony. Oh, Lord. <laughs> of course, Maya's appalled because she mentions that she doesn't know who gave it to her because she slept with both of them the same night. Mm. And Maya's so appalled, she can't get the words out of her mouth. She can't even she can't even form the words that she feels. It's all a bunch of sounds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just no. And then Lynn says, "Wait, you had two guys the same night? Tell me it was at the same time because if not, that's just sick." <laughs> <laughs> what's sicker, listeners? Let us know what's the sicker. A threesome or two diggers at uh, different times throughout the day? I don't know, man. That's a good question. What's more savage? I like the three. Well, what's two more savage? The is, two different niggas. Is the two different times? Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't know about each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the threesome, they know what they know the deal. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, Tony's out here burning, and um, <laughs> I really like this scene. It, they look like they're having so much fun. Like Tracy and Golden. You could tell they're trying not to break character and laugh. Like they are on the edge <laughs> when they're when they're saying these lines. They look on the edge of like oh, I'm trying to keep it together. But Tony's like, you know, I didn't plan for this to happen. I just I feel like there's something special between me and Clay. And Joan says, well, Maya says, yeah, Greg. And Joan says, no, no, it's chlamydia. <laughs> and it's between Greg and Dr. Spencer. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out who the fuck has that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's that sucks. And then she goes and tells Greg and Greg is like, whatever, like, oh, you got chlamydia. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you OK? Mm. Well, I, I haven't I haven't cheated on you. Then I'd be like, well, you're obviously cheating on me. How else would I ha- how else would you have chlamydia? She says says it could be asymptomatic and all that shit. But still, man, I don't know. All of a sudden, out the blue, I mean, it just popped up. Unless you don't, you don't really go regularly to get your checkups, the doctor. I mean, it's possible, and a lot of people don't. Mm. It's not impossible. True. So she's being uh, abnormally hostile to Greg because she's projecting her anger onto him. He's getting ready for a dinner, and she's like, "Is it with a woman?" He's like, "Yeah, actually." And she's like, are you sleeping with her? He's like, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, well, first he says it's um, the lady that he's meeting is an art dealer and she might want to use his art for her next show. And when she asks if, if he's sleeping with her, 
that's when she says, I have chlamydia mm. and I need to find out who I got it from. He's like, well, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not cheating with this woman either. Mm. Craig's like, I haven't been with anybody since we got back together, but I will go get checked out. <sighs> I feel so mm. bad for her. She just want to have a little fun. She just want to have some doctor action and this is what happened. Hmm. Trying to think how she could play this. There's no way. Because you want to make sure he has it so he can get checked up, checked out. She can't just treat it on her own and not tell him. Right. Yeah, you got to tell the nigga. Child, I guess. Can't keep it from him. I mean, you can, but I mean, that would just be evil. <laughs> evil. It's um, not like it's yeah, the monster. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not the bug. But still, come on. You got to tell the dude. That's just respect. <laughs> you got You can't just be out here like... <laughs> giving niggas STDs and then, and then if she if she takes antibiotics and gets cured if that's how it works and he has it and they have sex again she could catch it All again right. from him so you have to say something or break up with him she should just break up with him no it doesn't matter because Clay Spencer had it oh how about she takes the antibiotics she gets cleared then when she's cleared she goes Babe, do you want to get checked up together? They both get checked up. <laughs> and then he finds out he has it. And then it's like, okay, you got it. You're probably asymptomatic or whatever. But now he got to take the antibiotics. So now, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Damn. That is savage. She can do that. Come on, Tony. You smarter than that. Yo, don't fuck around. Hey, don't fuck around with Etsy. She'll come up with some shit, man. <laughs> don't fuck. You, that's, you that's, just flipped that's, it. That's a manipulation. Come on. In the nation. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'll go get tested. So apparently Greg's at the free clinic because he doesn't have a doctor. <laughs> and she's explained this. To, she's explained this to Joan at her office. And she's like, why you ain't let uh, Dodger Spencer check him out? Girl, shut up. (laughs) So she's basically being pissy toward Greg, projecting her anxiety onto him. But it's a good chance that if she all of a sudden got chlamydia and then all of a sudden she started cheating, that those are correlated. So it's most likely the other guy Mm -hmm. who has it. Uh, But at that point, William comes in and gasses up Joan about this whole olive juice thing. (laughs) And... uh, it's like, uh, you're ready? You're ready for the, you know? Oh, the trick. She says, uh, the trick. And Tony's like, what trick? And William's like, I love you, Tony. <clears throat> William, I love you too. What trick? I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> Joan's gonna, she's like, you know what? Fuck the olive juice thing. I'm just gonna lay my cards on the table, you know? Mm metaphorically speaking of course and say what needs to be said and hopefully sean reciprocates and william says forget your cards and just throw yourself on the table that's pretty much the end of that we find out that william has yvonne's name tattooed on his ass okay really are y'all that much into the relationship or did she force that on you on the butt cheek i mean you know it's on the butt cheek though that ain't nowhere significant you can get that covered yeah but if y'all break up what are you gonna put there what else what else would you put there a hot (laughs) <laughs> it's the easiest thing you just gotta fill it in a hot a hot <laughs> are you from Boston is it Boston a hot dark 
don't, I don't be pronouncing my R's. Not, not heart and not heart and dark, right? It's hot and dark. <laughs> hot, do you say hot dog? Hot dog? Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot. Okay. Hot dog. You said water? Water. <laughs> I love accents. I love and it's funny because I edit this and I hear all your accents and stuff. <laughs> Like when you say weird, you say wed, 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 weird, weird. Okay, like she mad with like I don't know. It's I can't think of one specific example right now, but listeners, you know, right? You hear her voice all the time. You hear both of our voices. She got a she got a really awesome accent. <laughs> so Greg and Tony are having lunch. And at 8.47, of course, because mm. Tony can still go there. Mm-hmm. And apparently he went to go get checked out, of course, the free, at the free clinic. And he does not have chlamydia. <gasps> he done got cleared. So what's up with you, Tony? And she's like, oh, good. All right. I'm like, girl, you're all found out. Right. He knows you cheated now. Right. And... He says, you know, I'm, you know, thank God I don't have it. But what I can't seem to get out of my head is how did you get it? Mm. And so she's like, well, you know, it could be dormant in my system. Mm-hmm. The doctor said, and he's like, he's fine with that excuse. But then he's like, wait, well, if you're a carrier, then how haven't I been, you know, infected yet? And she's like, uh, psh, the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Amen. Come on now. He is, she is really, she's really feeding him the bullshit and he's so in love with her that he does not, he does not want to believe the obvious. I mean, it's possible. It's not impossible. It's not impossible, but come on now. You know. Come on. It's like, just because, you know, we hung out, that don't mean I gave you COVID. It could have been somebody else. (laughs) Or... Thank you for bringing this into a 2020, 2021 lens with the COVID thing. That brings it all into perspective. Okay, moving on. Um, Tony, he says, you know, Tony, have you, you haven't been with anybody since we've been back together, have you? Mm. He looks dead deep, deep into her soul. He leans in. Dum, dum, dum. And he, he asks her this. And she says, of course not. Yes, my girl Tony, lying like a champ. That's what I'm talking about. You condone this? Here's the thing. You have to make sure you are established with the next nigga in line before you <laughs> <laughs> before you get rid of the nigga that you with now. This doctor nigga, okay. you ain't established the shit yet. So you can't be out here telling the truth to Greg before you establish it with okay. the doctor nigga. Give it some more time with the doctor nigga. Then if you want to break up with Greg, then you do it. But don't do it now. Then you fuck around. You ain't going to have no niggas. Dang. Yo, yo. Hey, Etsy, when your book coming out, though? <laughs> <laughs> yo, that ass like, hey, when that's dropping? And she when said I- it with a straight face. She said, of course not. Nah. Nah. <laughs> so like, um, real talk though. When is dropping? So, so I'm talking about coming soon. Game game. What, what's it gonna be the title? What's gonna be the title? Lineup of niggas. How to? What you mean? How to line up niggas? Yeah. How to create a nigga roster? Yeah, a nigga roster. Come on. That needs to be in the <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> 
Well, I think a ro- I've been saying roster forever. Like, when you get a whole, like, you got options, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't just have one dude waiting in the wings, nah. Mm-mm. You get a few. Mm-hmm. You get a few. Juggling that shit. You got to. Because one don't work out, you want to be able to call the next one. Two. Two acting stupid. Three. Five. <laughs> yeah. For real. That's how it is out here. It's, it's tough out here, man. It's tough. Hot out here for a pimp. You gotta have a starting five. You gotta have a starting five, and you have a couple reserves in case you know mm-hmm. somebody gets on the IR list. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want to win a championship. <laughs> you want to get a ring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sean and June, they're having game night at her house, playing gin, which is like, come on, break out the Uno, mm-hmm. play play spades or something. It's just very gin? white, my God. Very white. And there's no white people there. They didn't invite know. any white it's people. very weird. So why play that? I don't know. But she's pausing in between hands and she's not putting any cards down and Sean's like, Joan, come on, like, you're wasting time. Let's just go ahead and put your cards on the table. And she's like, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. But she's talking about metaphorical cards. She's not talking about the cards in her hand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Babe, it's just a game. And then she's like, oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she puts her cards down, and I guess he has a better hand. So he wins. And she downs whatever drink is in front of her. Like, it's like a some girly drink. But she's been drinking a lot, apparently, from Sean's perspective. And Sean says, you know, Joan, if you keep drinking like that, we'll both have meetings to go to on Tuesdays. Mm. <laughs> I like that joke. <laughs> but then she walks over to the kitchen and says, Sean, he says, yeah. She goes, <clears throat> sweetie, all the juice. What? Olive juice. What are you saying? I said, William's an idiot. She ain't even do it right. Joan. <laughs> He's like, what? She's like, <clears throat> and she does it with a really dramatic face i love the face mad extra (laughs) he puts on so tony goes over to clay's house you know to confront him and she's coming in hot you know she got chlamydia so she burning she coming in hot Mm -hmm. he's like can i take your coat and she's like you know what no because that's what got us in this situation in the first place okay what the fuck are you talking about she's like i got chlamydia and he's like whoa whoa and she's like, I think you gave it to me. He's like, well, okay, if I have it, I'm asymptomatic. But are you sure? She's like, how could you let this happen? You sterilize the rest of your instruments, don't you? Oh, that's a good one. Cute, cute. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe your painter has a little extra on his paintbrush. Mm. Damn. Okay, but Greg got checked she's out. She's like, nah, him. bruh. He don't got it. We don't check his ass out. He don't got it. So Clay starts apologizing and he hugs her and he's like maybe this is a good thing i'm like bitch where right where where is a good thing at please let me borrow your rose colored glasses i'm not seeing it maybe we rush things this will give us an opportunity to slow it down really is he using this to her advantage and using this to his advantage he's talking about slow down to get to know each other better Mm, i guess i don't know but you still have chlamydia like i don't know we can talk and everything, but you still got it. Anyway, so he doesn't want to stop the relationship because he's already in love with her. What? After what? A few weeks? 
it, yeah, this it, nigga we lying. know that it's only been like maybe a week or two at most because that was during Maya's surgery. And we know she was in the hospital for five days. And then maybe it's been like a week outside of it. Mm-hmm. Because the situation with her husband, I think she explained how long it's been. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was super controlling because he's doing a lot for it to be so early on in a relationship. Like, mm-mm. he's super controlling. I mean, he bought that painting. He not only bought the painting at A47, that was Greg's, which is Tony's boyfriend. He, I guess, stalked her car mm-hmm. or hung out at A47 and waited for her to arrive. He has a very strong personality that comes off to me as like definitely controlling. Let's say he was like, you know what, Tony, I don't want you going back to 847. Mm-hmm. He would probably look for her car mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere, make sure that's in the right spot that it's supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like he doesn't look like a great personality type for for being in a relationship, especially with this whole chlamydia situation. That's just a strike. That's a that's a couple strikes. Actually, that might be a strikeout. Mm-hmm. That's a wrap. I know he got money. And everything, but still. Yeah, but Tony, all the niggas you fuck with except for Greg got money, so I'm not... Uh. Yeah, Tony can get another dude with money. It's easy for her. So, he says, I love you, or that I'm in love with you, and she's like, oh, dang. And we kind of leave that situation and head back to Joan's house. Mm-hmm. And she's in the bathroom. She sits down. We get to, we rarely get to see her bathroom. It's actually kind of cute. It's very, like, um, I don't know. The bathtub itself looks really, like, involved. It's not... It's like one of those old-school bathtubs. <laughs> old-school bathtubs, yeah. Mid-century or something. Yeah, mid-century modern kind of bathtub. But she calls Tony on the phone because she wants to talk about something. What does she want to talk about? She wants to talk about Sean and saying I love you and all that other yeah, shit. Yeah, she wants to drop this nigga because he won't say it. She wants to break up with him because he won't say it. And he's going to be gone for six months. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do I want to be with a guy who won't say I love you? And he's going to be gone for six months. Like, I don't know what my status is with this guy before he leaves me mm-hmm. and goes all the way on the other side of the country where I can't see him. Right. And what he's doing. So. Yo, literally, they um, really couldn't see each other. They have video chat, though, right? With the computers? They did, but it's like computers. Yeah. Like, but what if like. You're out. You can't do like you do now where you're out at a coffee. Well, you can't go out at a coffee shop, but if you're walking down the street mm-hmm. and you want to FaceTime somebody walking down the street, you can't do it then. You got to wait till they get home to their computer. You wait till you get home. Mm. Like, you could have done all kinds of stuff that day. I can't, I can't check in on you only one time a day when you make it to your computer at night. Mm-hmm. But Tony says, you know, listen, just because he, he doesn't say it doesn't mean he doesn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And then Joan says, you know, but I want him to say I love you. And Tony says, well, I've had two men tell me they love me tonight. And I'm on antibiotics. Isn't love grand? Mm. Man, poor Tony. I actually feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. Which sucks because I don't really like that character, but I do feel bad for her. Yeah, I feel bad for Tony, too. Damn, she got caught slipping. Now she got the clap. Yeah. And you know what? Just how sad she looked in that moment when she told the girls. And then people cheat. It happens. But they don't ever come back with something, you know? Something they don't sad. always come back with something. But this, it happened to her. It's like she won the STD lottery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it landed on her number this time. Bingo. So. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> <sighs> so, 
but Joan wants to hear the words. Otherwise, she won't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But Tony's on the phone, and she's she's in the middle of sleeping. Well, the phone call woke her up, so she's delirious right now, and she's talking about ponies and shit. So that's when Joan has to hang up the phone. And as she hangs up, <laughs> Sean comes in to pee. And he's going to pee right in front of her. He doesn't give a fuck. And she's like, whoa, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Don't do that in front of me. And Sean goes, what's the big deal? She's like, yo, don't do that in front of me. And then he goes, honey, if two people love one another, they should be able to do anything in front of each other. Mm-hmm. And his back is to her. And she is freaking out. She's so excited. And, of course, so is the audience because the audience is cheering, too, which is like, really? But isn't he like, he didn't say I love like you. half asleep? Yeah, he didn't even say it. That, too. Child. Yeah. I don't know if that counts. Mm, no, I'm disqualified. But she's like, but she does give a question. She's like, wait, you love me? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. Don't I act like it? Mm. And Joan's like, I love you, too. And she hugs him before he shakes and puts his dick back in the <laughs> pop slot. <laughs> he's like, whoa, wait for the shake. And then he like, he gets done and then he gives her a hug. Mm, he and it's actually hand. a really cute hug. Oh, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. He might have peed on his hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not. And so they hug, and that's the end of the episode proper. So the final scene, we're in the office, and uh, who comes in with Joan? Emily! The temp. Emily, the previous temp. Because they love her so much, they brought her in just to say hi to Maya. Um, she was in... Y'all know who she is. If y'all if y'all watch TV, y'all seen this face a lot. She be in commercials and shit. Chill. Y'all know who she is. Yeah, her name's Denise Dowles. She's been in Insecure. She was in the new Michael Ealy movie, Fatale, Grey's Anatomy. As a she's a character actor. She's in a lot of stuff. She be out here working. She be booked. You'll see her. She making money. She booked and busy. So you you probably seen her, but uh, Denise Dowles. Um, Maya just being mad shady, like. Cause she trying to take her Maya job. don't give a fuck about Emily. She knows what's up. She knows. But Emily's being nothing but sweet to her. Mm-hmm. Emily's not even being mean. I don't even know what she's. At first, I watched this. I'm like, why is Maya being like this to Emily? Mm-hmm. Like Emily done brought her a peanut brittle, and she's praising her organizational skills and all this stuff. And Maya's just being cold, like. Um, Maya's like, how did you know that was my favorite? And Emily says, well. Emily knows all. Mm. And when she starts talking in third person, that kind of ticked me off that she low-key crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they share a giggle. Joan walks off because Emily and Maya are seeming to hit it off. And Joan leaves by saying, oh, isn't she the best? And then when Joan walks away, Emily says, yeah. The best at getting what I want. So stay healthy. Because one more hospital visit, this job is mine. She walks off, and, and before she leaves, she gives one more look at Maya. She scowls at Maya, and Maya's, Maya's in the middle of eating the peanut brittle. <laughs> she throws a peanut brittle away and spits it out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Emily could just poison that shit. You don't know what the fuck she put in that shit. You lost your job. Dude, that's so creepy. That's Yo, that sounds like a Lifetime movie right there. That's a that good one. That could be a one. really good Lifetime movie. What's good, Lifetime? Cut the a check. Temp- Lifetime needs this because I watched that Salt and Pepper movie. Okay, man, you actually watched it, boo. Okay, you know I watched it on my bootleg. Solidarity with Spinderella. Okay, (laughs) 
It didn't go to Lifetime, though. I watched it on my, um, you know, my bootleg. So oh, fight right, the power. Right, right. Did you watch the Wendy Williams, John? Nah, not yet. I, nah, I don't watch I, that. I, I ain't seen it, but I don't want to support her. I don't like her. I don't like her. She messy. But, yeah. I never liked her. Even when she first got on the scene, she's... With her radio? Lady right there. Yeah, she had a radio show where she would bring on celebrities and then totally tell their business and talk shit to them in front of their face. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you don't give a fuck about none of these people. Like, she would just be like, yo, why you, um... I don't know why you got bags under your eyes or I don't know why you look ugly today. But remember, she said some shit like that. Remember Whitney got her together. You ever watched that one? Oh, yes. Don't you ever try to voice. That needed to happen because <laughs> everybody else just kind of goes, oh, my God, but Whitney was like, oh, not today. Not me. Not today. Maybe not else. tomorrow. Not, not never. Not even when a nigga dead. Try to. You try that shit with Danny Kane. You try that shit with. Did you hear the Danny Kane interview? She tried it with Destiny. Shout, shout. She tried it with all of them, bro. <laughs> oh, she just didn't care. Like, there was nothing she feared. It was weird. It was hilarious. <sighs> That's why I don't like her. But anyway, I don't even know where we stopped off at because we were talking about. It was the last. It was the last. That would be good to leave the last, um The last scene with Emily. Oh, yeah. Um, Emily may have poisoned the brittle. To send her back to the hospital, which would just be a terrible movie that nobody... Well, I think a lot of people probably want to see. But anyway, now we're on to the oh hell yes moment of the episode. Mm -hmm. Now, Etsy, what was your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment was surprisingly Greg. When Tony came in from her fucking um, oh boy... And he had the, the rose petals on the floor and on the bed. And he said he got her a new, what was it? Duvet. A new duvet. duvet. Yeah. From um, Germany. Is it Germany? It's not Italy, right? It was uh, Bel- Belgian. Ye- Belgian. Oh, my bad. Don't mind me, y'all. Um, yeah. Somewhere in Somewhere Europe. Somewhere in Europe. And I was <laughs> like, okay, Greg, you out here spinning that kazoin on Tony. Oh, yes, that warmed my heart. Yeah. That was like, okay, you done good. You done good. Good this Greg. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My oh hell yes moment is when Lynn tells Joan that she should just tell Sean that she loves him. This isn't the Victorian era. Um, literally, most episodes, Joan's stuck in this like archaic mindset of what love should be and how rules should go. For instance, her three month rule, her marriage deadline, the man saying, I love you first. Mm hmm. So I thought, you know, if she would just, like Lynn said twice in this episode, if she had just said it, she would have known sooner. Mm-hmm. He, are, he he loved her. She was right. So if she had just said, I love you, he would have said it back. And that would have been the end of the story. No episode. Mm-hmm. Easy. But I understand certain situations are different. Mm-hmm. It depends on the situation. Next week, loose lips sync relationships. And this is getting closer. This I think this is the penultimate episode of the season of season one. So it's getting really juicy. It's about to it's about to really pop off. Mm. Um, so we'll be talking about that next week. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcast and wherever else you can do that. Which I don't know where where else you can do that, but mainly Apple Podcasts because I know you can't do that on Spotify. Mm. Can you do or it on Google? Google Pod. No, not on Google. I looked, but yeah, go ahead and if you can, if you can't, whatever, just tell a friend. That works too. And also, um, 
once we end season one, we'll be taking a, about a month long break to reflect, review, see what we can do to make the podcast better. Take a break from editing this John because the bitch is tired. It's a, a lot to it. Yeah, I need to step away for a minute. <laughs> and so we'll come back strong with season two. Talking about uh, our favorite girlfriends. And um, that's all for today. I am Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. Bye-bye. Hey.